1: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Badlands podcast. The only podcast out there that is 100% chiseled and is proudly part of the Chairshot Radio Network. I am Mags and with me today, uh, my Welsh cohort, Mr Paul Teller, looking very flustered, looking like he has a, he's had a busy day. How are you, sir?
2: Oh, flustered in the half of it. I'm trying to cram in my Christmas shops this evening you know the turkey the the pigs in blankets all the the buffet stuff for the christmas evening meal oh nightmare i've i, I just uh, just uh pulling back the curtain i had to i had to message lord magsy in a panic about a quarter of an hour before the show started
1: <laughs> i'm stuck in the shopping centre i can't find the bloody carrots <laughs>
2: <laughs> so he guided me all around the store, telling me where everything was, what I what I need to buy, how how long I need to cook on, it for.
1: On Google Maps.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I'm flustered, but I've got a I've treated myself to a little chocolate baileys here. So
1: oh, very very I, A bit of the baileys. Yeah. yeah how are you? Very, very yeah, I'm not doing too bad. I've got uh, a little bit panicky about getting the 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 COVID booster jab tomorrow, but in terms of Christmas, yeah, I, I like to be pretty organized so all our uh christmas uh food shopping is all done the presents are all done Got to uh get we're getting the turkey delivered in a couple of days and then uh, we've got to pick up the rest of that the the meat and the goodies uh tomorrow we've got uh two different kinds of pigs in blankets we've got the mini ones we've Mm. also got the the full size uh pork and apple lot ones so
2: what's a full size like an actual pig (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just a pig just wrapped in a quilt. <laughs> it's, just,
1: it's just it's just, getting turned on the spit. No, like full-size chipolatas um, instead of like the, the miniature ones.
2: Oh, I got you, yeah. No, that's good. That's nice. Yeah.
1: And then I've got three colors of carrots because I think I'm
2: posh oh. now. I'm a lord. So have you got your purple, purple? Purple carrots?
1: Purple, white, and of the the standard orange.
2: I thought you are going to be a right prick then, and not even have the orange ones. Three different, three <laughs> yeah. odd coloured carrots:
1: purple, green, and and lilac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, before we get into into the the meat of the show, uh, you people know that there's a, a voice absent on this recording, and that's our our good friend Ray. Um, but I want to. Uh, kind of uh address him with his with his government name, uh Rance. Uh he's having a little bit of a hard time a bit uh with uh, with uh, some stuff that's going on in, in in his personal life. So he's he's kind of stepping away from, from recording and, and um we're probably not going to hear much of him over the the next few weeks uh while he deals with uh with uh, the issues going on but just want him to know that we we're, we're here for him uh, and that if he needs anything from us uh to to just give us a message and uh if you're out there uh and you follow Ray, uh just uh just send him a dm show him how much uh, you appreciate him because he's a great guy yeah and he um he 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 needs a little bit of love right now I second that
2: yep Sending sending loads of love Brans's way. Yeah, he's missed here already, mm-hmm. and we're you know we're only three minutes into into a recording without him. He's a he's a big presence, and can't wait to have him back here in his own time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it. Uh, so the, the the new format of, uh, of Badlands is obviously covering what ifs, and we mentioned last week that um, the head honcho of Chair Shop, Mister Greg Demarco, he. Um, he was so kind of smitten with this idea that he wanted to to give his own take on uh, on, on on the the topics that we covered. Uh, but he's done his in 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 article form, and he posted uh, uh, an article on the on the Chairshot dot uh, com website, which you can go and read at your leisure. And I'll, I'll leave a link in the description uh, of this podcast to it. And but I thought uh, when when Greg mentioned uh, this uh, this. This kind of article, I thought it'd be a cool kind of crossover to to look at what points he came up with uh, with the, with the topics um, that that we covered. So he's gone back to the original um, topic we covered: what if AW uh, never existed? And he's kind of um, give his top five things that he thinks would happen if AW was not a thing. Um, so if, number five, he thinks that Ring of Honor. Uh, wouldn't struggle, uh, as of now, w- wouldn't close down. He said he thinks it would actually have prospered, uh, with all the uh, the the talent in AW still being a part of, of of their system. Yeah, I
2: think we it's... touched upon that, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, they were, they were making waves in tandem with New Japan, uh, when they sold out MSG together. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I mean. That even now that sounds like a preposterous thing to happen. wouldn't 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 happen now? what's three years later.
1: Yeah, exactly. So then the next point he says he thinks that MJF would have been uh, a WWE superstar, and I can't fault that 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 rhetoric. I think he even now as a as a, one of the pillars of AEW, I still think he he feels more like a a sports entertainment star than he does an
2: AEW star. He does, but he, he he really would be Ms. Light if he was in WWE because they would they would, <laughs> they would they would they would strip away the the edginess.
1: Um, that that would be the worry. That yeah. absolutely would be the worry. But if he went to NXT rather than main roster, I think he could thrive in 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 that
2: situation. Absolutely, I, th- I think he'll end up in WWE anyway. Yeah, would not surprise me at
1: all. Yeah. So the third point that Greg made is he thinks that uh, NXT 2.0 never happens uh which absolutely makes sense yeah uh, he goes on to to kind of uh um rubber stamp that by saying he, he still believes that nxt makes it to, to tv which is i i agree the the usa deal that uh wwe have is is that they just wanted more and more content so i think nxt would have made it to tv but without that that uh cool uh new competitor on the block i think um nxt would have would have done really well on on tv in the iteration it was
2: yeah absolutely um again we've i think we discussed previously that that nxt 2.0 only really come about in our opinion that because aew did nxt better Mm um and just, just that gap in the market just wasn't there anymore um so, so yeah, I'd agree that if if AEW doesn't doesn't come, out, then there's no no reason to change NXT.
1: Mm-hmm. And he also adds a, a a point on that one, saying that he thinks that CM Punk and uh, Daniel Bryan end up being uh, in on the Black and Gold brand in, in kind of player
2: court roles as well, which I think is a really is a cool point. Yeah, I don't remember reading that bit. Um, wow, that is interesting. I, I do I do think CM Punk would have ended ended up back. I think he, he got the wrestling bug again. It just so it, happened. It, it's it tested the waters, I think. Yeah. Definitely. So then 3A,
1: his point was he thinks that the release has come but uh um kind of happened in a different way, which I I, I, I think does happen because WWE had such a massive bloated rust. I think uh it was on the Mr. Warren Hayes show that um that he said if they used a single wrestler in each segment on raw they would still only be able to use like 20 percent of the whole roster so that's like over 200 people sat there twiddling the thumbs um so i i agree with that. i think the release has had to happen uh but he, he thinks that you don't see the loss of keith lee carrying cross uh hit raw uh but he thinks that talent like cesaro uh, Sami Zayn and Sheldon Benjamin get get released. And it's because NXT is not being seen as the failure from not going up against AEW, but more as an asset where new stars are being are being groomed for the main roster.
2: Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting point. I've, I, as, as you say, I think the releases do have to happen at some point because the mm-hmm. rosters are too bloated. I think releases have to happen at some point with AEW because their roster's too bloated now and they and they're only adding to it. So it, it's going to happen.
1: It's going yeah. to happen sooner rather than later. So his uh his number two point was uh Pat McAfee doesn't end up commentating on SmackDown. He believes that Jericho ends up commentating on SmackDown. Um I don't know if I agree with this one. Uh, mainly because I think uh if it wasn't for AW, Jericho wouldn't have even contemplated commentary. So I think. Jericho would have still been a part-time wrestler. He would have still wanted to 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 be a wrestler. And I don't think he would have uh, entertained the idea of being a commentator for for WWE.
2: Yeah, I can't see this. He'd, he'd be doing four marquee matches a year, mm-hmm. some in New Japan, some in WWE. Um, and, and then f- world tours with fuzzy Exactly, yeah. Um, not to say he wouldn't be a great, he would be a great commentator. But I, it, would be, it would be like a, a loss and a gain because not having Pat McAfee would be a loss, but Jericho would be a great commentator.
1: Yeah, I've seen some of the the kind of like um, fan footage videos of Pat McAfee and his reactions uh, when he's commenting, and he, as much grief as you can give him for being a um, having like a, a douchebag character, you could tell wrestling means the absolute world to him. He's yeah, just he- he's so excitable.
2: He loves the business and he loves the, the WWE. And that's what you want in your commentator.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And his uh his last point, and this is this is yeah, this is this is gonna uh turn some heads. He thinks that Cordy Rhodes would have been WWE champion. Um nah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is um He's obviously going off. Uh, Cody Rhodes had already left WWE, chanced his arm on, on the Indies, uh, was uh, in Ring of Honor in New Japan. Um, and he, he, he thinks that um, he would have come back and been a bigger star uh, in, in in terms of, uh, of how the WWE perceived him. Personally, I don't think he would have. I think he would have come back and he would have been mid-card um because that's how he was seen by Vince. That he wasn't seen as um as as a, a main event star. Uh and right. I don't think the I don't think his work on the Indies would have would have done much to change that. Um but he, he does also add and this is uh, the best uh comment that he's put it's likely he's not saddled with that terrible neck tattoo
3: which yeah. <laughs>
2: That would, oh, be a <laughs> that would be a positive uh, yeah I, I think yeah cody cody Rhodes left as a mid-carder he was essentially a mid-carder in new japan mm-hmm. um main eventer for ring of honor but you don't get main event you don't get ring of honor ring of honor main eventers walking into the main event of wwe
1: how many ring of honor main eventers have turned up to be uh mid-carders in wwe afterwards it's it's it happens
2: mid-carders if they are lucky <laughs> um and uh, and unfortunately for Cody he's got a massive chip on his shoulder um mm-hmm. he wouldn't go in and be humble and do the work like a Drew McIntyre did um and to, to build himself back up essentially uh C- Cody would have to lose the chip
1: mm-hmm. and and with how he's um how he's been uh post degree, i think that that will be a struggle for him
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. But Maybe that's what the Rick... tattoo's hiding. <laughs> Just the, 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 ch- the chip. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> the big invitation.
1: <laughs> well, some great points by uh, Greg. and, and uh, oh, I love those, it. Again, that's, it's the subjectivity of, of of this show and of wrestling in general where uh, people can have um, totally different uh, viewpoints and opinions. And so when uh, whenever Greg drops uh, another article uh, of this ilk, uh, we'll be uh, sure to to bring it up and 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 discuss it. But yeah, um, I Brilliant. think that's a a, a well done article. And, and like I said, the 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 link for the article will be in the description. So go and check it out at your leisure. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks for that, so, Greg.
2: I always think the the greatest compliment we can have this for this show is when people offer up their own opinions on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's why I always love the bad lands, and you, and you can see it happening again with with this, and particularly with Greg actually going to the effort of writing a whole article about it. I. I that's the best feedback for me people mm-hmm. people joining joining the conversation
1: yeah and being invested and that's exactly yeah. the aim that we uh that we hope to 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 garner from from the the listeners uh but this week it's uh it's uh, my topic from from last week's episode um yeah i I kind of regretted putting this one forward afterwards when I, when I started to kind of lay out my plan of of what I thought would happen, um, but once I got into it, the yeah. the words started flowing, um, and yeah, I, I had a, a, a quite a bit of fun with it. So essentially, the 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 topic was: what if RVD didn't get arrested for possession of marijuana? So uh, you mentioned in in the in the pre-record that this was a period of wrestling that that you weren't watching, so you had to kind of like go back and 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 and. Um, Find out what had actually gone on at this time, so yeah. I think it's uh, it makes sense for me to to give a little bit of backstory to, to what happened because I'd appreciate that. Lo- yeah, a lot of uh wrestling fans may not even know uh what had happened, so uh, I'm going to go back to uh, a little bit before the 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 arrest happened, but uh, essentially in January of 2005, uh, R.E.D. had uh, was having reconstructive knee surgery. Uh, to repair uh, a torn anterior cruciate ligament and a torn meniscus. Uh, but whilst he was in recovery, um, WWE obviously saw a lot in RVD because they kept appearing on on WWE programming. Uh, and the most notable appearance was at the first ECW One Night Stand event when uh, he came to the ring wearing a knee brace. Um, and then, whilst he was still injured, he was also involved in the the two thousand five draft lottery. I think he ended up being drafted by Raw. Uh, came back to to in ring action at the Rumble, uh, and then went on to win uh, that year's Money in the Bank, uh, which guaranteed him a title shot. Had a little bit of a feud with Shelton Benjamin over the who, who won the briefcase and and the the intercontinental title got thrown in. Um, but eventually we get to uh, RVD cashing in his briefcase and he did it at One Night Stand 2006, the second event, uh, where after a little bit of interference from Edge, uh, RVD won his first major WWE championship. Uh, and then two days later, uh, we got the debut episode of the, the WWE iteration of ECW uh, and Paul Heyman... Handed Rob the ECW title, uh, essentially saying that the WWE title was going to be rechristened as the ECW title. Uh, but Rob, he had other ideas. He said he wanted to defend both the titles uh, separately, uh, and he especially wanted to keep the WWE one because it it spins. If you remember that that gaudy spinner belt that uh, that Cena was uh, was was holding back then.
2: Why would you want to give up a spinning belt? I completely agree with RVD.
1: Yeah, I think it's awesome. Uh, it gets a hell of a lot of grief, uh, but I think it's a an awesome looking belt. It's very yeah. unique,
2: stands out, very unique, and you can use it as a like an emergency shoe buff. <laughs> I mean, of all the the things, yeah, you could, yeah, yeah, I suppose.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so, uh, Rob wanted to defend both the titles, um, and this actually uh, put him in the record books because it meant he was the first. Uh, uh person to hold both the WWE and the ECW titles, and he was the only person in, in the history of the sport to hold them both at the same time. Um He defended the, the WWE title at Vengeance uh, later that month, and then on the following Tuesday, uh he defended the ECW title uh, in a match against Kurt Angle, and it looked like he was kind of being primed to be a huge deal in, in WWE, uh, but... On July the 2nd, that all comes crashing down when he and Sabu uh, stopped for speeding in Ohio whilst traveling uh, to the next raw show. And the the officer who pulled him over found that RVD had um, 18 grams of marijuana in his possession and some uh, Varkatin painkiller pills. Uh, And Sabu had some drug paraphernalia uh, and he had some testolactone pills. now I didn't know what those were, and it turns out they're um, a medication for later stages of breast cancer. So why uh, oh, wow. Sabu had 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 them in his possession?
2: Uh, I have no idea. Um, what well, um what state were they in when they got arrested? Ohio. Ohio. Is is marijuana still illegal in Ohio? Do we
1: know? I mean, this was you're looking at like fifteen years ago, so yeah. it it. it it may have been at the time, and then the kind of uh, the the issue was laxed. And I think that was the main reason why I wanted this topic, because the the world in that fifteen years, or the world in America certainly has changed, and it's a yeah. lot more uh, marijuana is a lot more kind of uh, acceptable now. I mean, you have wrestlers on on the the WWE roster who who, who are open about their marijuana use, and it's part of their character. Uh, yeah. Whereas fifteen years ago. It got you in a lot of trouble with the WWE. Yeah, didn't
2: Brett? Did, I, I read some. I read somewhere recently. Didn't Brett Hart fight for wrestlers to be able to? Yeah. Use marijuana.
1: Yeah, he he, he said uh, he saw wrestlers uh, who were essentially ruining the careers on alcohol and 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 pain pills when they could just smoke uh, marijuana, get the same kind of like pain relief and go to sleep and be ready for, uh, and found for, for the next show. Uh, so, yeah, he was a massive advocate for for uh, use of marijuana. But yeah. at the time, it fell on deaf
2: ears. Yeah, I went back as part of the prep for this. I went back to see the excellent interview our friend James did with RVD over on uh, Primetime Conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and RVD, even RVD says there as well that the uh, – a lot of his contemporaries have already passed away who were hard drinkers and hard pill users. uh, Whereas I think his words were, I'm going to live forever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you wouldn't put it past him. You really wouldn't put it past him. I think he's, he's that kind of uh, character. Um, So yeah. um, Yeah. In a documentary that uh, WWE produced about uh, the career of RVD, um, I think it's one of the Archons series, uh, both RVD and and Vince actually talked about the conversation that they had uh, after the arrest. Um, Vince said he he, he was so disappointed, and I was personally upset over Rob's actions because I thought he was above that. Obviously, uh, as soon as that happens, you have to be concerned with the way it looks for the company, and Rob couldn't be champion for much longer. Um, and uh, Rob himself said he knew that uh, he'd seriously messed up, and that uh, it would probably never reach those hearts in WWE again. And he he said when he got to the building, Vince told him, "You're going to be uh, you're going to be stripped of the title tonight, uh, and then on ECW you're going to be stripped of the the ECW title, and then we're going to have to suspend you uh, for thirty days uh, with no pay." Uh, and he said it was then he knew he'd seriously dropped the ball. Uh, on some major plans for for WWE and for ECW, uh, but interestingly, he doesn't really hold any ill will towards the company over what happened. Uh, in fact, he actually takes full responsibility. Uh, there was a, a fan tweet uh, that criticised heavily criticised Vince uh, and the WWE for ruining the the lives of wrestlers uh, by a kind of. Uh, fostering a, a a lifestyle where the, the wrestlers are forced to abuse drugs alcohol and medication to essentially get through the days um and the the this fan uh went through the uh the task of tagging several former WWE talents uh including uh, rvd but rob actually replied replied and put uh you've all been conditioned to feel that way uh as a non-conformist uh, consider things before I take them as fact. And if I swallow 50 pills and wash it down with vodka, that's on me. Uh, Even in arena, you can't blame the WB for that.
2: Yeah. And that's a very, very grown up and mature response from RVD. Uh, As as you said, I think think they've actually got a very good relationship now, RVD and and Vince. Um, And I think, I mean, for for all his ills, I I think, the wellness policy really was put in for that reason um, Mm -hmm. to, to to, uh, stop people going off the rails. I think, I think people view it as just a way of sacking people for, for free offenses, but I don't think that's the intention of the wellness policy at all. I think it is to look after these guys. Um, We've seen it recently with, with Jeff Hardy. And if you believe the, the rumors, he, you know, he was offered the help. It's his, his right to turn that down. But mm-hmm. um I, I, th- I think those policies are in place for a reason other than other than just a cheap sacking. Yeah,
1: and and we can give grief to uh the WWE uh as an entity because they do a hell of a lot of things wrong. But one thing that uh I'll always kind of give them props for is is the way that they'll even wrestlers who haven't wrestled for the for the company in, in decades can still approach the WWE and, and they'll they'll go out of their way to cover medical costs. Uh you you don't see many uh employee employees doing that. Um so I think they kind of deserve a little bit of uh of props for for, for that. Um but anyway, getting back to Rob Van Dam, uh so we get to the, the July third episode of Raw, he loses the WWE title to Edge. In a triple threat match that uh is also involving Cena. The next day he loses the ECW title to Big Shaw, gets his suspension, and then when he uh returned, he slowly gets back into to contending for uh the ECW title, but never regains a, another world title in, in all his, his, his uh WE career. He even lost three title shots in a row to um to then champion Bobby Lashley. Uh, so this this incident really kind of stunted his WWE career. Uh, it, it made him have a, a glass ceiling that he wasn't able to to shatter through.
2: Yeah. A glass ceiling he'd, he'd already shattered. Um, yeah. And yeah, he couldn't do it a second time. Um, yeah, you could just see from how his career went after that. I mean, interestingly, he was like around the top of the card, like you said, particularly on ECW. He was getting lots of, lots of title shots, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, not really having a look in, in them.
1: Yeah, because it's it's kind of like the the Scott Hall effect where um, he was always going to be a huge star, but he never had the trust again from Vince that he would put that that title on him. Kind of like Scott Hall, uh, J the Snake, uh, people who you know can draw a crowd, but you also know that maybe they're gonna let you down if you put that uh, that that big title on them.
2: Yeah. I I don't think there's many examples of people losing Vince's trust once and, mm-hmm. and getting a real second chance. Probably Shawn Michaels is the only one I can yeah. think of.
1: And that's because he he loved him with all his heart. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh that's essentially the the backstory for for uh, this incident. Uh so it's now our our task to kind of explain what we think would happen if, if RBD didn't get arrested for for marijuana and the, and like normal we've uh kind of approached this in in two different ways you've gone all brainstorm scatter diagram style and yep. i've actually i've actually done uh kind of like uh, the ones i've done recently where I've, I've gone month to month and 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 kind of essentially fancy booked what i think would have happened with rvd
2: yeah i i like the split approach but i will say i think this this one is better for a fantasy book and and the only reason i didn't fantasy book it was as 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 you explained at the start of the show i i have very very little knowledge of this era so i would have been booking a load of nonsense and i would have lost the respect of you all to be honest i i i can't bear for that to happen <laughs>
1: oh there's a low-hanging fruit joke there which i'll i'll i will avoid
2: this is your boy kenny killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com bringing you breaking news interviews podcasts galore everything progressing. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com.
3: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
1: Um, so, how do you want to go about it? Do you want to uh, go through yours, or do you want me to, to to go through my booking?
2: You 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 go for it because uh, you you book it because my questions are more uh, my questions my points are more about what happened to him after. Okay. So we can I can kind of pose them as questions of would they have still happened in your booking and and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know?
1: Yep. So as always, if there's uh, anything you want to um, kind of uh, uh, pick a just just jump in. Oh, I uh, but... will. <laughs> but um, <laughs> my booking uh, starts pretty much the same way as the original timeline. the The one night stand, uh, two thousand six, happens in exactly the same way. We still get that kind of pop and energy from the crowd, and uh, we get like, a lack a lot of, of hope that that uh, the the WWE reimagining of, of ECW is going to go go well. Uh, the the debut episode of ECW also kind of follows the same path. Uh, So we do get a point where R.E.D. is that dual champion. He still faces Edge at Vengeance and beats him. He still faces Kurt on on the the weekly show and beats him. So much like in the original timeline, this solidifies him as as a potential top star in in the whole of the company. So then next after that, we get to Great American Bash. Uh, And this is in an era where I think it was the last year that they did Uh, specific brand exclusive events. Um, So this uh, Great American Bash is a SmackDown one, so it'll go SmackDown um, Raw, SmackDown Raw, until we get to like the the big five, which are usually kind of multi-company events. Uh, But Smack,
2: great. Go on. So I was going to ask, what show show is RVD on?
1: So RVD is on uh, ECW, and also as Raw champion is on Raw. Right, okay. So we're going to Great America Bash. That's a SmackDown uh, exclusive event, uh, but we we do get um, shots of RVD in the in the scarbox, uh, and the crowd uh, uh, harped for for RVD. Chance for for Mr Monday now and uh, the whole effing show, uh, and the seeds are kind of planted for a potential uh, face off with the the World Heavyweight Champion, uh, who at the end of Great America Bash was King Booker. He beat uh Rey Mysterio to win the towel. So then after that, we go to SummerSlam 2006. Uh, that's a, a cross promotion uh, event. Uh, RVD's pulling double duty, being uh, being obviously a, a double champion. He beats Big Show in an Extreme Rules match, uh, in the for the ECW towel in the opening uh fixture, and then he retains his uh, WWE towel in a triple threat against Edge and Cena in the main event. So, post victory, already uh, uh celebrating with both his belts, and he's attacked uh, by Batista, uh, who had just won the World Heavyweight title from Booker T uh, earlier in the show. So, they're really kind of uh, pressing down that um, it's a rivalry between SmackDown, Raw, and ECW. So, the next pay-per-view on the docket is Unforgiven. Uh, this is a Raw-exclusive pay-per-view. And we see RBD uh, successfully defend his WWE title uh, in a TLC match against Edge. Uh, but also, we we uh, in this month we've seen uh, on the weekly ECW show uh, having uh, title matches with the likes of just incredible uh, Sabu and uh, Kevin Fawn. just to kind of show that the 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 ECW title is not is not in the background. It's still a, a title is going to be defending. And so is he, like, defending that weekly? <clears throat> not not every week, but he's he's certainly an active uh, kind of fighting champion. Excellent. Uh, but uh, after the Kevin Ford uh, defence, uh, he settles into a long-term uh, feud with Bobby Lashley for the ECW title. Um, so he's essentially fighting a war on two fronts, Raw and on, on ECW. So then we get to the next pair of feud, which is No Mercy. Uh, this is a, another SmackDown exclusive. Uh, we see Batista, uh, who was, um, who obviously had won the the, the the title at SummerSlam, he's defending that title, uh, in a singles match against Booker T again. Uh, in the original timeline, we actually get a fatal four way. I think that that involves Big Shaw, uh, and Bobby Lash, there, Booker T, and and uh, Batista. Um, but in my timeline, it's just a straight up singles match, uh, Booker versus uh, um, Batista. And the finish sees RVD interfere uh, to cost Batista his title, uh, meaning that, that Booker uh, leaves as, as champion. So then we we roll into S- Cyber Sunday. Uh, now, uh, for people who aren't aware of uh, the kind of concept of Cyber Sunday, this is uh, an event where the fans essentially had a modicum of power in the matches, um, where they would be given a stipulation that they could vote on. Uh, sometimes it would be who the one of the competitors was, what kind of match they, they fought in, um, that kind of thing. Uh, well, was on... it real? What well, Cyber Sunday?
2: Yeah, was was the, was the <clears throat> fan vote real, or was that was that a, was that a work?
1: Right. So, according to um, to uh, Comrade Thompson and Bruce Pritchard, um, the votes were were genuine, yep. but the the way uh, WWE kind of pushed the storylines kind of influenced where the votes would go. Right. Okay. So they put more effort in if they wanted, say, uh, a steel cage match. They put more effort in pushing a steel cage match so it it would tend to win, but uh, Bruce did say they they kind of had to plan for any expectation. Uh, There was one uh, match where I think it was Christian's last match uh, for the company before he went to TNA, Uh, and he was in uh, like a, a list of about six wrestlers who were going into this into this title match, and he won the vote because people knew that he was leaving uh, when they hadn't planned for him to even be in the match. So, um, yeah, the fans did have a little bit of say, but maybe not as much as 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 made out. It's not like they planned the card or anything.
2: It was he- it was like heavily influenced. Yeah, pretty much.
1: So we go to. Um, um, Cyber Sunday 2006, and the main event of, of the original was a, a, a champion of champions match, which was a, a three-way uh, with the ECW t- uh, champion, the Raw champion, and the and the, the the SmackDown champion. Obviously, in my timeline, the Raw and ECW champion are both the same person. Um, so the match is essentially RVD versus Booker T. But the the stipulation for the the original show was whose title would be on the line. And and originally, it ended up being Booker T's World Heavyweight Championship. And I'm sticking with that. Um, Booker T is uh, defending his title. Rob Van Dam's two titles are not on the line at all. And we actually get Rob Van Dam pinning Booker T to to win the title and become the first ever triple world champion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do like that. Getting Uh, spicy, But his his celebrations are very, very short-lived because uh, Batista, who uh, he screwed out of the title uh, a few months back, came to the ring and attacked RBD. Um, Bobby Lashley, his uh, competitor on ECW, came out to the ring looking like he he was kind of making the save uh, when you see Batista make a a swift exit from from the ring. Uh, But Bobby Lashley turns uh clotheslams RVD out of his boots almost uh, Batista enters the ring again and they both lean RVD to waste and that's when uh John Cena's music hits he sprints down to the ring makes a save clears house uh, and then you get a closing uh panning shot of, of Cena and RVD face to face and Cena's as fully focused on that that WWE spinner belt um Clearly hinting that that he wants a shot at the towel. Um, he, just, he just wants the one. Well, that's his towel. The spinner belt is okay. his towel. He's not um, interested in the other two. He could well be. He just It okay. he, he just couldn't look all the way around. It would have been for <laughs> a, a very weird. Kevin Kevin Dunn would have loved it because of all the technical. But. He just for now he was just focused on getting his title back. <laughs> Brilliant. So after that we go into Survivor Series, which is uh, one of the the cross promotion shows, um, and the the main event of that actually sees all of RVD's kind of uh, feuds all weaving together into one match. So essentially he's going to be defending all three of his titles in a fatal four way match. Uh, where there'll be three falls uh, against all these number one contenders. So you've got Bobby Lashley, is in the match for the ECW title. You've got Batista, who's the number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship. And then you've got John Cena for the WWE title. The first fall is going to be for the ECW title. Uh, that is won by Bobby Lashley. He pins John Cena. Um, the second fall is for the World Heavyweight Championship. That's the, the SmackDown title. Which is uh, shockingly uh, won by John Cena. He pins uh, Bobby Lashley to to win that towel. and then the third and final fall is for the WWE title, the Spinner Belt, where Batista pins RVD. So RVD entered Philadelphia with three world towels, and he leaves with absolutely nothing. Ouch. Yes, exactly. So we Philadelphia,
2: get Philadelphia. To... Is there a Philadelphia ECW state as well? It certainly is. Shit it a brick. certainly is. Shit yes. a brick.
1: And then after that, he's got Bold. to yeah, he's got to go to December to dismember. Now that event lives in infamy as as arguably the worst WWE wrestling event in the history of
2: of the sport. This is one um, that needs rebooking. This this needs you. Well, uh, do it start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> so, after he dropped
1: he dropped his three titles, RVD um, kind of um, pulls back uh, uh, and wants to kind of refocus on, on ECW, what brought him to the dance. And he wants to refocus on regaining that ECW title. Um, so, he ends up uh, getting inserted into the Extreme Rules Elimination Chamber match, uh, where Bobby Lashley defending against Rob Van Dam, against Big Shaw against test against hardcore holler and against sam punk now if you remember that match um sam punk was started to pick up a lot of traction uh but was eliminated from the the match first and it kind of uh, it sucked all the wind out of that pay-per-view um but in in my uh, scenario Bobby Lashley st- goes on to retain uh but same punk has a uh, a little bit more of a of a push in this match um but in 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 the the grand scheme of things, the build up for this uh, pay per view was still pretty much non-existent. Um, this show still happened a week after Survivor Series, so all the kind of focus was on that show, and this was kind of like a footnote. So outside the, this match and uh, and I think the, a tag match, there was no storylines to the to the uh, the matches on the, on the pay per view. Uh, In fact, those are the only two matches that are actually announced before the pay-per-view starts. So the show is still poorly received, still gets record uh, low bar rates and still gets named as one of the worst shows uh, in the history of of the sport. We still get um, the backlash from that uh, where uh, Vince McMahon essentially fires Paul Heyman, sends him home, uh, blames the, the slumping TV ratings the disgruntled uh, talent roster um uh, heyman is escorted out of the out of the arena uh sent home um and he also is pulled from the the creative team so essentially he's on gardening leave he has nothing at all to to do with the company um the in 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 reality um uh, heyman was Dead set against uh, the decision of, of Bobby Lashley being world champion uh, in the in the original kind of timeline, this is where Bobby Lashley wins the ECW title. Uh, he but Heyman wanted Punk to to win it, uh, and uh, uh, Punk's done uh, several interviews where he kind of uh praises Paul Heyman for being somebody who saw the saw the potential in Punk when nobody else in in WWE saw it. Um, but Vince wasn't happy about uh. Uh Heyman wanted to push Punk. Uh and and when he point blank refused to to put the title on Bobby Lashley, he was essentially relieved of his duties. So that scenario still kind of takes place in, in in man, except uh Punk kind of gets a little bit more rub than he did in in the original one. So after that, we uh we're going into the Royal Rumble. Uh kind of a, a lackluster event for Rob Van Dam. He enters the Rumble match and lasts around uh, 20 minutes before he gets eliminated uh, just before uh, the final four. So then we go into the build for WrestleMania 23 uh, and he's still involved in that uh, that uh, ECW Originals versus the New Breed match. Uh, he still wins the match for, for his team uh, pinning Max Stryker. Um Then we go into Backlash um, and we, we have the continuation of this feud between Bobby Lashley and Vince McMahon. So for, for people who, who may not be aware, uh, WrestleMania 23 was the Battle of the Billionaires where Vince essentially had Umaga as his advocate and uh, Donald Trump had Bobby Lashley as his advocate and Vince ended up getting his head shaved.
2: Um, Whatever happened to him, eh?
1: Yeah, exactly. Donald, Donald Trump, he- eh? Yeah. <laughs> The, the orange goon, um, <laughs> but yeah, we st- we we still get that feud uh, where Donald Trump uh, shares Vince's uh, head in the Battle of the the Billionaires. But after this, uh, Vince kind of um, inserts himself into the title picture in the original timeline. Uh, if you there's the 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 shot of him wearing a do rag and the ECW title. that doesn't happen in Man because you, that was.
2: Are you unbooking the the do rag?
1: I I am vetoing the do rag. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. So instead of inserting himself in that uh, into that uh, match, he's actually sanctions a handicap match where Bobby has to defend the ECW towel against Umaga, and the the fans' choice, and that fans' choice ends up being RVD. So RVD wins the title back at backlash uh, he capitalizes on marga hitting the diving splash and the summer one to uh to uh bobby uh, he uh ravondan then hits a with the van daminator and wins the belt back so we're coming to the the kind of the end of the booking now two more pay per views to go before the year is up uh judgment day 2007 uh RVD successfully defends uh, against Bobby Lashley in, a, in an Extreme Rules match, and that's kind of the the end of uh, their feud for for the title. RVD has as bested uh, Bobby, and and now he'll move on to to another feud, which happens at One Night Stand, two thousand seven. Oh, and we, Whoa, have hello. Got, we have got we've we've got someone doing a running. How are you, sir? A, a caching. He's cashing uh, in. Uh, uh, hey, um, little. <laughs> so well that, that makes my whole kind of speech at the beginning of the show redundant. Yeah.
0: No, I, So I'm 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 hopping on. I don't know where you are, in the recording of whatever show we're recording. He well, Max was, Max
2: was just uh, announcing RVD's next opponent, and then you turned up. So. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> <Man> <laughs> down.
0: You me. Hammerstein! No, no. <laughs> um, no, I, I just wanted to hop on first and foremost to check on you guys and let you guys hear from me, number one. And to tell you uh, guys that I love you dearly and I appreciate you. I'm going to be gone for a couple weeks. I uh, got some family stuff going on, but uh, I was just sitting here waiting and I was like, well, let me see what these guys are doing. So I apologize for ruining your show. I'm sorry.
1: You have definitely not ruined it? We've just saved cr- it. Yeah, you've just saved it from my horrific booking. <laughs> you will, you will be glad to know, and obviously you'll you'll hear the the the, the version when it comes out that we've vetoed the the Vince McMahon do rag, so that doesn't happen now.
0: <laughs> hey, do rag McMahon is 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 actually a pretty funny time. Yeah, I mean do
1: rag. Do rag ECW champion McMahon. That's that's a, a whole level of bullshit.
0: For the record, you do you know how much swag you gotta have to wear a do rag when you're bald? Another level, <laughs> another level of swag. <laughs> 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 oh um, I, I didn't want to interrupt gents. Um it's I to you see want you them. guys.
1: If you want to stick uh, around for a while, you can hear Tolly's nonsensical booking in in a second.
0: Oh, okay. so so who, who's in the middle of so is, is is Mag's going now, or are you doing yours, or is Tolly about to start?
1: No, I'm just going to finish. I'm on to the last pay per view of my kind of year in the life of uh, of Rob Van Dam. Uh, if he didn't get arrested for marijuana, uh, and then I'm going to give her, like a little bit of the fallout. Uh, but yeah. Um, We'll soon be going on to to pause. If you want to stick around, I
0: may stick around for a few minutes. I got to get on the road here in a minute, but uh,
1: okay, I am so, quite
0: curious since you brought up uh, the legend that is Durag Vince. I, I, it's no, got to really, end with them in a in a loser in a in a hair versus hair or a hair versus Durag match, right? <laughs> we, we, we've we've gone past <laughs> <laughs> We've
1: we've gone past backlash now. Uh, backlash um um two thousand seven. Where um, uh, Vince has already been shared bold, uh, but he doesn't stick himself in the title match. Uh, we're now actually on to a one night stand 2007, where RVD is facing the noon and one contender. Uh, and that guy is uh, one CM Punk. Um, after a, a, a long battle, 30 minute war, uh, the baton is passed on to uh, the, the straight edge superstar, the self proclaimed best in the world uh, as uh, Punk. Uh, is able to best RVD to to take that ECW title. So then uh, we're going post. our one-night stand. RVD ends up being drafted to SmackDown, uh, and over the course of his uh, the rest of his career has quite a few um, world title reigns. Uh, but in terms of the fallout, um, I still think that the ECW brand uh, as a whole goes the way of the dodo. The fans were were not interested at, at, at the end. Once the the kind of WWE style of wrestling uh, filled the Rossler uh, and once the, the ECW originals were either drafted away or released or ended up retiring, uh, it kind of wasn't ECW anymore. Um, so when Punk eventually drops the title after a, a 6 month or so reign, we see the star power of the the, the champions to follow him. Uh, that drops off a cliff, get the likes of Charvo, Matt Hardy, Tommy Dreamer, Christian. Hurricane gets a shot. Vladimir Kozlov gets a shot, and we, we end the run with uh, Paul Birchall as a pirate uh, getting uh, a run as ECW champion before the show is eventually put out of its misery in around the same time frame that, that happened in, in the original timeline around 2010. So, yeah, that's my booking of, of RVD uh, if he didn't get get pulled for smoking the wacky tobacco.
0: Can I ask a genuine question? You can. What, in your opinion, hurt ECW WWECW more? Van Dam getting popped, or Benoit in his situation?
1: Uh, for me, I think it was Van Dam. He even says uh, uh, in an interview that he felt that he dropped the ball seriously for some big plans for for WWE and, and ECW. Um, I, th- I think eventually would have it would have always kind of uh, gone. Uh, the way it did, because the the initial excitement for ECW was because it was the kind of the hardcore indie show, uh, the kind of like the red-headed stepchild of of wrestling, and that under a, a WWE kind of a sanitized um, product, it was never going to, to live up to that. And when you start having um, zombies and... Uh, start having uh, vampires on the show. It's always gonna shit the bed. So I'm actually surprised it lasted as long as it did.
2: Yeah, I was watching. I was in, watching WWE's own <clears throat> documentary on on the the ECW brand extension, and um, I think it was Paul Heyman on that said that the thing that killed ECW was was when sci-fi took an interest in it and wanted to put it on tv because shane mcmahon it was shane mcmahon's idea and he wanted it to be online only
0: mm-hmm. that would um, be cool
2: yeah and I have, I, have, I have this real hardcore feel you know this before wrestling was really online it wasn't streaming services and stuff but then sci-fi wanted to televise it so because it was then a televised mm-hmm. product vince got involved and yeah. and ran it Ooh. whereas it, it was going to be shane and um and paul Heyman. It
0: was always going to fail, though, because with respect—and I mean, no, no disrespect—but Sabu, Tommy Dreamer, and Sandman in that year as top talents just was not going to work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, just wasn't I mean, going to work.
1: And especially when you compare them to the you'll watch an ECW fan watching ECW show, and you've got the likes of uh, Kofi Kingston coming through, uh, and you've got the the kind of almost. The the dregs of WWE talent on the roster, and then you look on SmackDown and you've got Booker T and Batista. You look on Raw and you've got Edge and John Cena. Your eyes are always going to be turned. This was always the 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 turn in the punch bowl when it comes to WWE programming. Sure, but so let's keep it a buck here. If
0: it wasn't called ECW, nobody would care it Would have worked the problem was because people. Ex- it's just like the conversation we have with NXT, Whereas NXT developmental or is NXT a It could be multiple things, but that hang up kills people's interest. If it would have been called um, Magsington Tollyville, nobody would have hey, cared. Then it would whoa, yes, they would. That
1: <laughs> <extraordinary>. <laughs> I mean, it would have been in yeah. a
0: good way. Nobody would have cared in a good way. Is what I mean. If,
1: if you two had anything to do with it, it would have been shit. That's, that's <laughs> what you're saying.
0: Uh, that's funny, man. Because think about that first year. So the, the very first year, the WrestleMania match they had was the New new Blood, which was um Elijah Burke, who we don't talk enough about, but they really were trying to build him up. So shout out to Burke. Um, Matt Striker, annoying mm-hmm. ass. Um, who took the pin? Who took? The, uh, yeah, Sh- Sh- Striker was a serviceable wrestler, but I think he understands that he's that's not his lane. Um, Kevin, um Thorn. Kevin Thorne yes, Mordecai, yes, and
1: who was the fourth guy? Um, let me get it up. I've I've literally just been speaking about it as well. Um, I can't remember, don't, but, in, don't,
0: but don't look in at me. The and that's the only reason they got on the damn card because they didn't, wasn't even I I wasn't even an ECW title match. Yeah. but think again.
1: Ignore Marcus Carver. How could I forget Monty Brown, Mont- how, the alpha male? He was amazing. How he wasn't multi-time world champion is beyond me. He was so be, damn good. Be,
0: be, Well, he had to leave. He had to go handle family business. So, if he would have stayed, they would have shot that man to the moon. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, how many people you see still use the pounce to this day? Exactly. I mean, Keith uh, like um,
1: pounced Adam Cole into the into the crowd.
0: That still may be the greatest pounce of all time. <laughs> That's so maybe good. so. That's
1: so damn good.
0: I. It's just. A, I, it's a shame, and I think it. They. It, they had momentum, and they could have worked, but it was never meant to stand alongside SmackDown or Raw. It was meant to be its own entity, and. Ooh. That may have... And then, with respect, Vince had the good the good nature to give him Angle, to give him Benoit, to give him Big Show for some name value. And Angle, like, Percocet's too much. Benoit, apparently, is a mass murderer. And Big Show was 450 pounds.
1: I don't know if there's any, apparently, in, in that statement. He, no. he definitely is a, a multi-murderer. But, yeah, and I think that's where the wheels come off because... Like you said, fans wanted the original ECW. They wanted that dirty, gritter, extreme style wrestling. And when you're sending over, and, and no disrespect to, to the likes of uh, Benoit or Big Show um, or even Mark Henry, who had a, a time on there, that made it WWE. It, it wasn't ECW. It was ECW in just name, uh, and and that meant that mm. the, the fan base that you were going for were turned away and you were only going to get the kind of uh, the, um, the the people who wanted more wrestling after watching Raw or SmackDown so it was it was always going to end up being a seashore yeah but I
0: mean Raw is the uh <clears throat> longest running episodic television show in history and SmackDown got a billy
1: mm-hmm. I mean is the seashore so bad at, at this time though yeah yeah okay i mean, if it was, well, it, if was here now if it was here now getting the ratings that that it was getting then then fine it would it would make sense to keep it but at that time um yeah it would it was it was tanking absolutely tanking
0: well when your first episode you you gotta shout out to you gotta have a big moment for the uh for the the zombie and by the way Top five promos of all time: The
2: Zombie.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, baby. You, 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 you think I just listen to me? I want to know what you got to say. So,
2: was ECW also a touring brand then as well?
0: It it it, it was it, it was taped before um, SmackDown. Yes, so ECW right. SmackDown went on the road together.
2: So it so it also didn't have that ECW feel in that they had, they had their home location, didn't they? ECW back in the day, and I guess the same fans turned up every week. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: um, Jen, um, um, who we've had on on uh, Badlands before, she was a hardcore ECW fan. She'd go to the uh, the ECW shows every single week. So yeah, yeah, they they lost that. They lost that that
2: fan base. So, so it, it wasn't. It just wasn't the same thing, was it? it? Wasn't the same entity? No, no. I mean, it was at the beginning, uh, apart from obviously the stupid zombie stuff
1: and and the the vampire. But there was a, a sense that this was going to be uh, something, something kind of akin to the original ECW. But like I said, yeah. once it once it became homogenized in the in the in the the WWE machine, the, the those original fans were turned away in droves. That's where I disagree. It was never I, the same. Why did we let him back? I should have just... Go <laughs> Go away. You go, go right now if you want. <laughs> No, we don't. Oh, come on. Explain. Go on. No, just real quick. But I do
0: have to go out to this. Just real quick. We all know the two one-night stand shows were um, nostalgia shows, right? Yeah. But the and the second one was so WWE, and I get they had fire matches. Cena RVD was great. What Little we got a Sabu, Rey Mysterio was actually really good. The the Edge tag the Edge tag match and the finish to that match is one of the most raunchy of all time. Like had some good matches on the show, but what's the one thing that happened that night that everybody remembers? Wasn't that wasn't that the what was that the first one when uh all the WWE guys came and watched the show. Was that the first one or the second
1: one? Yeah, that was the first one. Okay, when well, Raw, shut up, Brent. When R- Raw and SmackDown were in the in the crowd. Uh, we're in well, the, sh-
0: the Skyboxers. Yeah. Well, shut up, Ray. Never mind.
1: Yeah, that's when um, um, Paul Edmund cut that promo, saying that uh, JBL was on the champion because... Triple uh, H to work Tuesday. Hunter didn't want to work Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> a brilliant lad. She's a brilliant <laughs> man.
0: Gentlemen, Tali, I want you to kill it, brother, and uh veto veto mags about three, four times.
2: He's already uh, done. That. I'll, yeah, I'll do my best.
0: <laughs> Everybody's amazing, amazing seeing you. You too, man. Uh everybody listening, I love you guys. I'll talk with y'all soon. I'll be back probably beginning of the year. You too, you know I love you dearly. I will talk to y'all soon and uh, have a great show. And I'll be listening. And I'm sorry to have ruined your regularly scheduled programming.
1: You have ruined nothing, sir. No. You made it.
2: We love you. Hey. Take care, man. Yeah. I'll be good.
1: Bye-bye. See ya.
2: So, that was a so nice now, surprise.
1: So now he's fucking ruined it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to <laughs> your <laughs> The no, timing no. was impeccable. Perfect timing. On to his next feud. Mm. <laughs> Ray Cash. <laughs> um... I thought you planned it. No,
1: <laughs> I mean uh, that would have been some perfect booking if I did. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, just to to go over my, the the last part of my booking again. Yeah. So one that's stand, two thousand seven. RVD faces CM Punk. Uh, the baton's passed on for CM Punk to 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 win the ECW title. Rob Van Dam is drafted off to SmackDown. Uh, ends up being a multi-time world champion all the way through his career. But essentially, the ECW brand does kind of uh, fold. Fans are not interested in the, the homogenized uh, WWE product. Um, and once the, the kind of ECW originals uh, uh, fall by the wayside uh, and then Punk drops a title, um, the, the star power of the show drops off a cliff uh, and uh, it ends up being put out of its misery uh, in essentially the same timeline that that happened in real life.
2: Yeah. And I think a, a week later, NXT launched, didn't it?
1: Uh, I think it was something. Uh, it was very, very soon afterwards. Yeah. yeah,
2: I don't know if it was the. I assume it was the game show version at that point. Yeah. that, that yeah. launched. Yeah,
1: the the britain Got Talent of of wrestling. <laughs> it gave us
2: Caitlin, so I can't I can't complain. It
1: it did. And it also yeah. gave uh, Daniel Bryan choking Justin Roberts, which it is did.
2: Called. Yeah.
1: Brilliant. I wonder if Justin Roberts comes across Daniel Bryan now backstage at, at AW and, and panics,
2: <laughs> choked again. Have they not done a nod to it yet? Uh, I don't think they have. It'd be cool if they did. Yeah, you should like maybe just, when he's announcing him, tuck his tie into his shirt or something. So <laughs> yeah,
1: or just l- lose it and, and slowly, slowly take it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or come to work that day in a pole in like a, a turtleneck.
2: <laughs> Bowtie. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Right, we, we need to go over a, f- a, a few elements of your booking. Okay. So, there we go. so, 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 so you're, so, so it's your booking that RVD f- for, f- for, for a moment there becomes the triple champion, essentially the undisputed champion. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would have happened? Or is that a fan- fantasy? Cause I was, I was oh, thinking but- this, when I was thinking, what, 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 what if I did think? I wonder if he would have gone on to win all three.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's probably um, it wouldn't have happened that that way. I think uh, I think he would have eventually held all three titles, uh, but not concurrently. Um, I just thought with uh, it was such a departure from him uh, being stripped of the titles and, and never uh, kind of getting close to winning them again for him to. Be like the total one eighty of, of being the one person who's who's held all three titles. So it was uh, definitely a, a lot of fantasy booking in there, uh, but more to show uh, how this one incident uh, could have totally affected his career, and it, and it clearly did. Uh, so I just wanted to, yeah. to kind of rubber stamp it with with if he wasn't pulled with uh, with um, uh, with the, the marijuana charge then what could have he become and kind of like on the, on the, the most extreme um, scale of it, I suppose. Yeah. Promotional consideration paid for
2: by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. <laughs> That makes sense, and you so you think uh, you know ultimately that year, that year puts over on an ECW basis puts over CM Punk. Mm-hmm. So uh, how much how much earlier is that than CM Punk actually? So got put over again, just so genuine genuine I- question, not knowing the timeline of events. So
1: CM Punk uh, actually ends up winning uh, the ECW. Does, oh he wins the ECW title in September uh of of 2007. Uh in my timeline, it's it's more like March. or, or no, it's it's about April. Um so it's a uh, about four months maybe uh before um but it was it was more the kind of a the the ball had started rolling on same punk earlier uh with the to, uh, December to December to December match. Uh, where Vince uh, had him losing essentially the the first going out of the 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 chamber match first. For me, um, I would have had him doing um, putting on a more of a performance to kind of really push himself in that in that title picture. Uh, so essentially, it speeds him up by about about four months or so. Okay,
2: but well, I guess that brings that brings him that brings his title reign before WrestleMania, doesn't it? So he's going to a WrestleMania as a champion.
1: Um, well, his, his title reign um, is just after WrestleMania. We have WrestleMania okay. 2023, 20, uh, then Backlash, um, then Judgment Day, which is uh, in the same month as One Night Stand. So it's about a month or so uh, after WrestleMania. Okay. Whereas in the original timeline, it was actually halfway through the year. It was actually it was post SummerSlam when he won the title.
2: Yeah. yeah. I like it. Thank good. Good fucking. And you got rid of the do rag, so. We can't claim that. <laughs> win, win.
1: And And Vince essentially shitting on the ECW title by becoming champion, which was, yeah, that was such a bad decision. I mean, he was champion for over a month as well. Just <laughs> ridiculous. That was probably longer than RVD was, wasn't it? Um, RVD was champion for, like, 20 days. Yeah. Shocking. Not, not in my timeline. He had a good six, <laughs> six, he had a good six months run with uh with two belts and then uh a month or so with uh with three belts. And and, and the reason why that, that uh that uh three belt run didn't last long is because I, I didn't want to over egg the pudding, I suppose. I mean him winning three titles is clearly over-egging the pudding, but I didn't want it to sound too ridiculous because there's no kind of um way possible he could have defended all three titles for a, an extended period so i uh, just wanted him to have that moment where he was the, the the guy in wrestling uh before obviously crashing down to earth and losing all three and kind of refocusing back on what what made him as popular as he as as he was and that was the the ecw
2: and know. I think that that would be good booking because people would tire of a triple champion very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would. It would need to be a quick thing. Losing all three on the same match, though, that is uh,
1: in Philadelphia. That's David
2: Reed booking in Philadelphia. In essentially
1: your home, home uh, town, WWE Reed loved to embarrass you, and yeah. that's that's exactly what Vince did.
2: Son of a bitch, booking that is. <laughs>
1: I've done it again. I've done it in two fancy bookings, and I've done it again. I've done a dusty finish, at WrestleMania <laughs> for the streak, and I've also screwed a three uh, a three time world champion. You never disappoint. No, exactly. <laughs> Hire me, WWE.
2: <laughs> right then, should we go through? I've got, I've got, um, I think I've got four points here. Okay. I think would would have changed or potentially could have changed again with the very strong caveat that I wasn't watching in this era so feel free to correct if anything's completely bullshit and inaccurate but number 1 I think RVD would never have left the WWE okay if either if he hadn't been caught and he uh and he had a, r- retained those those two world titles for however long he was going to retain them um I think he left. I think he left uh was it two how 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 long I thought I made a note here, but I haven't how how long after I that event he, did he leave? Two or three years? Yeah, I think he left in around 2010. Um
1: from from what I've read, uh he felt burned out uh yep. with, with with wrestling. Uh he did eventually end up um showing up in, in TNA. Um but um yeah um I think he he kind of realized that no matter how long he he tried to become uh, a top star again, it just wasn't going to happen uh, because yeah. he'd lost that trust. So yeah, he uh, he kind of uh, stepped away. Oh no, it was actually two thousand seven. I think he stepped away. Um, yeah, well, I don't think it was long after. Yeah, yeah, he ended up uh, doing some some indie work, uh, and then obviously showed up in uh, in in two thousand ten. So, yeah, um, I think it it soured him maybe on WWE. Yeah.
2: As you said, as you said earlier, right? It put that ceiling back above him. Mm-hmm. He'd obviously already broken through it. He couldn't break through it again. He was just banging his head against the wall, basically. Probably never likely to earn that trust back. So it's no surprise he he burnt himself out or felt burnt out. Mm-hmm. I think you know if he'd uh, you know retained those titles for a little while, um, as you as you put in your in your booking i think he would have gone on to win future world titles as well That because he, he would have just been cemented at that level he was that level of superstar he was that popular um he would have stayed there and you know person at the top of the card gets more protected mm-hmm. um probably wouldn't have had to fight as much as, as 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 you have to in the mid card when you're on the road for four or five nights a week um so and it's, it's well, I don't know. I'm not a wrestler, but I assume it's easier to be the champion. Yeah. You...
1: And I think the payoffs are certainly better. Yeah. Um when you're like headlining show after show after show, um, you're certainly gonna get uh more compensation than if you are the, the current jerker or if you're in the stuck in the in the ten, fifteen minute uh, mid card matches. So yeah. yeah, I think I think he would have felt more valued. Um he Would have, uh, if, he, if he'd spent more time as, as world champion, uh, I think he would have had uh, maybe a little bit more sway, uh, in terms of kind of uh, getting a, a reduced schedule. So
2: that burnout may not have happened at all, exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's what I think, and, and obviously, that has a, a big knock on effect. Um, like you say, he doesn't go, he wouldn't have gone to TNA. I think he did a bit of time in New Japan, a bit of time in CML, CMLL, um, and bit of time on the indies as well so none of that would have likely happened um i think he from looking at it and again listening to your booking i think he i think he would have held both the raw and ecw title for a little while i think i think that's that edge and john cena feud potentially that was going on maybe maybe that never becomes for the title Actually, mm-hmm. that feud's big enough as it is. Doesn't need the championship. And actually, RVD has a as a championship feud with someone else on Raw again. I don't know who was around at the time, but um, but uh, I'm sure there'd be some interesting competitors over on Raw there, or, or or he would have been within that edge and seen a feud for for, for kind of the duration of that
1: yeah I, th- I think that's probably the more likely case that uh, that um he's inserted into like, that that kind of a three-way battle but yeah I, I think you make some some good points if, if if he hadn't been pulled for for marijuana, I think that he was such a popular character and and such a, a talented wrestler that it would have made sense for him to to kind of carry the brand for a little while. He was a He was a ready-made star. Uh, where WWE at the time were, were so heavily invested in Cena, so heavily invested in in Edge that perhaps they needed um, they needed someone like Rob to to kind of carry the can a little bit. I know they had Randy Orton, but he was kind of still uh, on the way coming through. Um, Triple H was obviously still there, so they, they'd still had that uh, him to be a, a part of it. But you had Batista who'd, who'd gone to SmackDown, so the there wasn't a lot of kind of um, top level talent on Raw back then. Um, people you could legitimately have in, in the top pictures, so I think having him involved in that uh, on a regular basis would have would have uh, would have really worked.
2: Yeah. So um, th- that that takes me on to the next one. So so if, if that had worked and and he carried both the Raw and the ECW title for some time, it well it you it's impossible to say what effect it would have had but it i think it would have it would have only helped the ecw relaunch mm-hmm. um to have the ecw champion presented so strong that he's also the raw champion and perhaps you've got uh, you've, you've got each title being defended on on the ov- on the other show vice versa it would have brought more viewership over from raw to check out ecw mm-hmm. um and yeah, it would have just, just added a prestige to that to the ECW champion and to R V D as champion and to the ECW show. Yeah. And maybe that would have given it a better chance to, to, to make an impact that, that it perhaps didn't didn't achieve.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, and especially if, if he stays on that brand um for a for a longer period, I think you you're right. He was he was almost like the the catalyst for ECW to to be a huge thing for for WWE? He was so popular. Um, I mean, even though he, I, th- I think in the original iteration he was never actually world champion, um, he was by far the biggest uh, name that they had in 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 the company. Um, and I think having him um, available for for uh, for for ECW and as champion. And then obviously champion of Raw, that that does it. It, it gives a, a sense of gravitas to, to ECW that it's not the uh it's not the, the bastard ass version of, of ECW that um that it ended up being. Um still the roster was was pretty thin. Uh I mean outside of him uh and and probably Big Shaw, um there were a lot of huge names in terms of um the wider wrestling sphere obviously punk was there uh but he was he was very early in his uh, uh in his mainstream wrestling uh bobby lashley uh was kind of flirting between raw and ecw at the time um so it, ecw needed rob van dam uh, to to be a big star and yeah. I, th- I think it's it's quite telling that he he realized just how much damage uh, he his actions did to that that brand. Him being pulled and and kind of stripped for that towel, really, it it, it was almost like a, a punch in the gut to the to the ECW brand.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And not forgetting that actually reviving ECW was originally his idea, or certainly one night stand was his idea. He went to Vince and and said, you know, you've got all these ECW guys, why don't we do something with it? So yeah, to absolutely. to be the yeah, as you say to be the one who who dropped the ball, he he must have taken a quite quite a huge personal guilt over that, and it was clear that it clear clear that this version of ECW was going to be built around Rob Van Dam. Mm-hmm. As you say, he was the most popular ECW star there. Um, obviously, they put the they put they given him the ball with the two titles. So, so and as you say, the rest of the roster was Finn, but also the rest of the roster were not ECW style wrestlers. So although, although there was pressure, I believe from the sci-fi channel to not make it extreme and hardcore, like the old ECW, you've, there might be reason to believe that if you've got Rob Van Dam as the champion and you've still got Paul Heyman as the booker, you could have 40 minutes of the show, not hardcore. Mm-hmm. But still, have Rob because Rob Van Dam was always wrestling in a hardcore style anyway. That that was his style, so you know the main event would be more traditionally ECW, and the and maybe the fans would have accepted that more once Rob Van Dam's taken out the picture and Big Show is champion, and there's nothing remotely ECW uh, on exactly. offer. Exactly,
1: uh, exactly, and yeah. and that that was kind of like the 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 point that I made uh, towards the end of the booking that. Once the, the attraction of those ECW originals kind of faded away and you get the, uh, the champions that who possibly wouldn't have been champion on Raw or SmackDown, and it loses the prestige. Um, I mean, when you're having, um, and no disrespect to him, uh, Ezekiel Jackson as champion, who was, uh, who was a, an unknown, um, it kind of like diminishes what ECW was about it wasn't extreme anymore. So that fan base they were trying to tap into wasn't interested. The only people who were interested are are the fans of WWE um in general. And even even they could see that this was a shell of the of the ECW that that was around in the attitude area that, that was making waves as that plucky third uh company. Yeah, it it just it fell on deaf ears and it, it was always kind of doomed to fail, um, because of how homogenized it ended up being.
2: Yeah. Well, it didn't have an identity, did it? It's not. Um it'd been it'd been packaged with the identity of ECW, but it wasn't ECW and it was more like NXT, but it wasn't packaged as as an NXT developmental style thing. So it didn't have any identity. It's also how were the fans supposed to get behind whatever it was. Yeah, so I think that might have been more successful. Whether whether it it would have meant ECW had lasted longer, I don't know. I mean, interestingly here, if if the if the, EC, if the ECW relaunch had been successful, this is a what if if it had been successful and went down that route of being very RVD driven, hardcore wrestling driven, it wouldn't have become that NXT style thing. So do you then not get Kofi, not get Miz? John Morrison, um, CM Punk came in in the original ECW bit. So I guess uh, he still would have happened. But all those ones that came through... Um, the, the, what's his name? Long, Teddy Long's new talent initiative. Exactly, yeah. The yeah. the guy who's making waves at the moment. I can't remember. Uh, Cardona. Um, I can't remember his WWE name. Zack Ryder. Yeah, but he came through the ECW Perhaps, that, yeah. Perhaps if the ECW as a genuine third entity had happened and been successful. None of that happens. And we lose a lot of talent there.
1: Eh? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've always kind of had the opinion that um, if you are good enough, eventually your the cream will rise to the top. So I think Corfer would have always become a WWE star. I mean, you can't imagine WWE without the likes of, of Um So I think he would have made his way there. Uh, it's just that ECW and the, the new talent initiative was a, a Looking back, it was a superb vehicle for some really good WWE wrestlers. Not not so much in terms of ECW wrestlers, but certainly for 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 the main brands. But yeah, I think um, if uh, ECW is successful, do WWE kind of have to lean back on on the new talent to to kind of keep the 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 ball afloat? I suppose. Yeah, that you make a really good point there.
2: Yeah. So that, yeah. So that, you're probably right. The cream probably would rise to the top, but be interesting, Mm -hmm. interesting to see if it would or not. Um, Number three, uh, I I think, I think, weirdly, RVD would wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame yet because his career might not have ended yet, or certainly, uh, certainly uh, may have only just ended recently so i think uh, we wouldn't have seen rvd inducted into the hall of fame i think it was last year he was or was it this year in fact he was inducted No, it was,
1: it, was, it was. i think it was last year
2: yeah um but as we said um number four i think he i'd agree with you i think he would he would go on to become a multiple world champion he'd become more more of a hall of fame candidate mm-hmm. than than he than even he he was um just because he would have stuck around he would have looked after himself and he, he would have been one of the top guys and stayed as one of the top guys, particularly you know after John Cena had gone to Hollywood, Edge Edge got injured, um, basically got Batista goes to Hollywood as well. Um, he would he would have been up there and uh, would have been a massive massive WWE star yeah
1: um I, I fully I fully fully agree with that uh and in fact I think you you you're right he probably would still be wrestling now uh his last uh match um was actually for impact uh last year uh 2020 so yeah um um it's very likely that he's in that kind of um almost Randy Orton role now where he's one of the 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 kind of older kind of uh statesman of WWE but still a legitimate um, world champion if you need to kind of like uh, revisit that well.
2: Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if his style changed. I mean... It, you think you'd have to eventually.
1: Yeah. He's he's still... He, from from what I've saw of him in his, his like, later run, he was still the same, same guy. I mean, this is a, a someone who has... He defies all logic with how uh, how fit he keeps himself. I mean, he's still... Uh, he still looks as good now as he did in in 2006, which is fucking ridiculous. It's mad, um, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I, I think his style would have kind of slowed down a little bit, but uh, I think he'd still have those kind of uh, high-impact moves in his arsenal.
2: Yeah, I, I think he's a bit of a yoga protect, practitioner as well, isn't he? So he's naturally going to be... Maintain his flexibility for a lot longer into his life. I was just thinking, and again, I didn't make note of the year. I think it might have been 2010 or 2011. He returned to the WWE in a Money in the Bank ladder match mm-hmm. uh, with, with Christian, Punk, Brian, Orton, and Seamus. It must have been 2011 or 2012, looking at those names. And just um, thinking. So, I think it was 2013. 2013, 2013 even. You think if, if he'd have stayed with WWE that all that time from 2007 through to 2013, he'd been a real multi-time championship winner, and he was in yeah. that match, in that field with guys like that. And I, I, all those know, matches we missed out on. Yeah, Harvey D think, Daniel Bryan.
1: I don't Jesus. think you see him in, in uh, Money in the Bank matches like that because he's the guy who the winner of that match will be facing.
2: Well, yeah, but yeah, this is my point. Like, actually, in that field of, I mean, that's that's got to be one of the best money in the bank lineups there's ever I mean, been.
1: If you if you look back at his uh, his time in 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 TNA, I mean, he was having matches with with uh, and no disrespect to these, they're way more talented wrestler than I'll ever be. But the likes of Matt Morgan, Joey Ryan. Austin Aries, uh Kid Cash, Kenny King, uh Christian York, when we could have had him against CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, um Chris Jericho, Wade yeah. Barrett, um Alberto Del Rio, he could have been involved with Sheamus, could have been exactly. Cesaro, could have been having what would be dream matches.
2: Yeah. I uh, mean he, he was, was in in TNA, he was in angles with Sting and hogan and flair and yeah. i'm sure that's many a wrestler's dream to be in angles with those guys but the excitement was over over here with those guys in that ladder match
1: mm-hmm. which yeah. is a
2: shame I've, i think i i think the biggest what if is we missed out on a hell of a lot more great rvd i think we've been robbed of like a second half of his career
1: I, th- I think we've been robbed of him as, as like I said, multiple-time world champions. I mean, even, even like in the, the kind of post-arrest um, uh, uh, era, he was still getting title shots. He was still at the very top of the card. It's just Vince never pulled the trigger on him. And then when he went away and then came back he was pretty quickly back in that in that in that title match uh, scene again uh, in battle royal for for uh, world titles ladder matches for money in the bank, but it just the trigger was never pulled on him again. And I think if he did, doesn't get arrested, I think it's more likely that 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 trigger does get pulled, and he is multiple time world champion, and and he's up there with with arguably the greats that you could say. Being contention for a legitimate Mount Rushmore spot,
2: yeah, yeah, it's actually turned out into a bit of a tragic uh, what if, (laughs) and
1: all because he liked to smoke a little bit of the wacky tobacco.
2: (laughs) What do you mean past tense? He he he, he loves it. What 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 RVD was Vince seeing if he didn't think (laughs) if he didn't think he enjoyed uh, marijuana?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I the, there's a lot of kind of stories of Vince being so in his own bubble that he doesn't he doesn't kind of see those signs. I mean, the, there's the story of him um uh when Scott Hall was working for the company and uh, he was pitching characters and he essentially just he just took off uh um Tony Montana from Scarface. Uh in, he said in a clear kind of like uh ribbing of Tony Montana and Vince was like oh, my God, that's amazing, because he'd never seen Scarface. <laughs> he, he's just not in that bubble. So he hasn't I got think, time. Yeah, I think he just sees uh, RVD as someone with a, uh, an exuberant personality, I suppose, and not realizing that, what's that funny smell every time Rob's in the room? <laughs> he probably thinks the same of why, Riddle now. Why is his eyes always bloodshot? Why has he always got a huge
2: bag of Doritos with him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there you have it. Mm-hmm. i say quite, quite, quite a, quite a tragic, quite a tragic one. Quite a, yeah. I think, yeah, we've missed out. We
1: have, uh, but I mean, it's is still one of the greatest wrestlers, one of the most unique wrestlers that that we've we've ever had. So I think rather than than focus on on the sad things that that happened because of this incident just appreciate the fact that we've lived in a time where we've got to see a wrestler the of the the quality of Rob Van Dam.
2: yeah absolutely yeah so,
1: for, so yeah,
2: for,
1: yeah so that <laughs> wraps it up that wraps up the uh, what if uh, Rob Van Damme didn't get uh, arrested for marijuana possession um, so Paul it's it's on you now for for next week's topic
2: I forgot this bit, didn't I? So I haven't, <laughs> so <you> haven't <laughs> <But> got one. But <laughs> you might need to help me with the wording of this one. But I want it to I want it to mine I want it to be what if Ultimate Warrior took the ball in WF and really really ran with it. So so what if what if Ultimate Warrior became like That's Hulk Hogan? The successor to Hulk Hogan.
1: Mm. Uh... I like that. So what if uh, the Ultimate Warrior, I, I'm, I'm just typing this, folks. Uh, yeah. just, just don't mind me whilst I type this out. What if Ultimate <laughs> Warrior was a success um, as WWF champion, shall we go with?
2: Yeah. Where are you typing it? I'm typing it on, on oh. Word. <laughs> like filling in some sort of ticker feed to a... Uh all
1: our fans i was i'm tapping it because because i live and die for for podcasting by word documents for for everything so i have i have a a word document with all the what ifs that we've that we've covered excellent see some of us are prepared (laughs) some of us don't rock up at nine o'clock and go i need an extra hour to actually do the research
2: (laughs) i wasn't doing research i've done all my research but yeah,
1: this has been a, another fun episode. Uh, I, I'm really, really enjoying these kind of deep dives. Um, so yeah, again, props to Ray for for convincing us to bring back uh, Badlands in in this new format. Um, yeah, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, props to the chair shop for for um, giving us the platform to to be able to put it out there.
2: Yeah, I can I can care. We, we'll... <laughs> I, I, I feel I've I genuinely feel blessed that we, I, I get to spend this time with you every week spend it with uh Ray when he when uh, when things are not going on obviously and uh as you say we've got a, a lovely home to put it out on and uh, some great great listeners who who enjoy listening to it and and yeah. chatting and was- to us about it which is the which is the best feeling
1: yeah. Like I said, like you said at the beginning of the show, that's, that is one of the best things about this, that we get that feedback and, and people give us their opinions. Uh, so yeah, uh, definitely, uh, let us know on, on the Twitters, uh, what you think about, uh, man and Paul's kind of a uh, rebooking of Rob Van Dam's career. Uh, where do you think he would have gone? What do you think uh, would have happened? Uh, would he have been a multi town world champion? Would ECW have survived? Uh, let us know what, what you guys think, but, uh, now that's all from us today. So, Mr. Tolley, your favourite time of the week.
2: Yeah, if you don't, you're well. Just thank you, thank you very much for listening. Um, As, as Magsy said, uh, hit us up and tell us what you think. And if you don't know by now, you can do that by following him over at Podfather Mogs. Podfather Mogs. Podfather Mogs. <laughs> Podfather Mogs. That's staying that's, in. That's, that's, that's just um, your um, one's full of um, kitten pictures. Cute kitten Meow. pictures. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Cats in Top Hats. That's what, what Podfather Moggs is all about.
2: <laughs> Lord Moggs. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, 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 right. <laughs> At Podfather Mags is where you can find him. I can be held responsible for whatever you find at Podfather Mugs. Uh You can follow me at Raincounter. Um, as I'm sure you know, uh, he, uh, Mag's got a load of wonderful podcasts doing the rounds out there each and every week, your five rounds pod. Uh, you've got Radio Techers. You have, um, oh, what else have we got? Uh, <laughs> we've got um, A Changing Attitude. Mm-hmm. And we've also got this one more. There's uh Chain Wrestling. Chain Wrestling. Brilliant. Um, awesome. <laughs> so if you follow him over over at <laughs> No, he's not right. He's changed his changed his Twitter handle on the screen now to throw me off. What,
1: what? What? What do you mean? It's at Podfather Mugs. That's yes, Pod. Podfather M O G S. Podfather Mugs.
2: You're going to change your handle now as well to really confuse matters. Yeah. So go go follow him anyway on whatever handle he's using, and you'll find all that lovely stuff. Um, I'm at Rain Counter. I'm not on anything else. I exclusively magazines. Um, you can head over to. Oh, go over, follow, um, Ray as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure, sure you all miss him as much as we do. He's at, at, it's Ray cash. Ray okay. as in Ray Mysterio cash with a dollar sign for an S. Um, as Magsy said, go over, pop, send him send him and send him DM. Let, let him know he's loved and missed. Um, cause, uh, yeah, we certainly do. Uh, you could go over to pro forward slash, uh, the chair shop. Chair shop. Um, Go pick up some lovely apparel, um, some really good designs over there. Um, treat yourself for Christmas, for New Year. Um, and also on www.thechairshop.com for all your hard-hitting, progressing news and opinion. And as we said last week, there's wonderful um, follow-ups to these what-ifs that um the boss, Greg DeMarco, is putting out. Uh, I look forward to them. I know Maxie does in there. Yeah. and And uh, you should too. It, 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 wonderful, wonderful pieces. Um, and then uh, finally, head over to your podcast provider of choice. Hit um, subscribe on CheerShot Radio. Um, and we'll be with you with new episodes of this each and every Thursday. And uh, you can also find us on Fridays on CheerShot Radio as well. Exactly. Exactly. loads of loads of admin for you to do there i know it's busy i know it's christmas i hope you all have a wonderful christmas and festive season look after yourselves stay safe i know it's getting a bit scary out there again but just make sure you look after yourselves and you're back with us each and every thursday we'll be here for you um just now more than ever always use your head um take care merry christmas bye bye guys